if you care about your country, if you're concerned with the direction America is headed, if you're concerned that we live in a society where you're not allowed to question where the virus came from, if you're sick and tired of all this shit, then guess what? There's a reason why you're listening to me right now. We left a trail of breadcrumbs like Mexican Morpheus. Red tamal, blue tamal. Thank you for choosing the red tamal. Welcome to RPT. The way it works here is we are protected by a subscription business model. What you do is you go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. You sign up for the price of a cup of coffee and you get multiple podcast shows. Rob, tell them what they get. Every Monday you get a chingo chat, which is the non-political version of Red Pill Tamales. Uh, it's not political-ish. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, there's a public episode on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere we get your shows. And on Friday is a bonus RPT that you get exclusively on Patreon only. And in the future, we are working on more programming for the rest of the week so that you can have five days a week, non-stop, chingo bling, RPT. That's right. Puro pinche RPT. So we are syndicated. We're broadcasting everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Spread the word. But if you want the whole enchilada, if you want to dig deeper, if you want the entire episodes, the exclusive content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. This show is great because of the audience, the Tamal Intelligence Agency. All right. So you've come to the right place. Do it now. Take action. Sign up. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. All right, so check it out, yo. If you're like us and you want to get more books read, but can't always find the damn time to sit your ass down and read an actual book, then try Audible. We partner with Audible to give you, members of the TIA, the TIA, and all our podcast listeners, a free book is yours to keep forever and a 30-day trial of their Audible Premium Plus package. No contract. You can cancel anytime, and they'll give you a reminder when your trial is about to end. Here's all you got to do. A couple steps. Click the link in the show notes below, or just go to audibletrial.com forward slash red pill tamales. Click on Audible Premium Plus. Put your info, browse what book you want, and get your free book. Uh, let us know what you got. Why'd you, why'd you get that book, and what'd you think about it? We'll talk about it on the show. Sass. Right now, I want you to get ready for the Masa Messiah, the Tamale Kingpin. You know where I'm going with this? And Ray the Four Play. I'm all, hey, I'm already not comfortable. The Versace Mariachi. What? All the way from Houston, Texas. Chingo Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Red Pill Tamales. We got a new studio set up. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. I'm not a clone. This ain't a clone studio. But uh, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'm your boy, Chingo Bling. We got producer Rob. He's bartending. He's yep. back there. So uh, I'm excited, man. We have a special guest. Man, I, I remember I was watching. I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> that's how it starts. I was, I was checking out some channels and some clips because I was new to the conservative side. So I was in. And uh, I remember watching uh, like a political commentator, but he used this one song on his video. He's like, Donald Trump is your president, whether you like it. And I was like, man, who the hell is that? And we got him on the line right now, man. Bryson Gray, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. What's happening, man? Hey, it's going down. Where are you at right now? Uh, Tennessee. So we, uh, I moved from North Carolina and got a content house in Tennessee with other influencers. 
Okay, see, that's the, that's the type of language <laughs> I'm trying to surround myself this morning, man. I uh, like it. I, I'm trying to be a monetizable media company. But, uh, yes, you know, I need me a content house, for real, for real. Yes, sir. And uh, you've been cranking out a lot of music. Um, shout out to uh, one of your homies at Forgiato. Forgiato Blow, let's get it. That's my boy. Yeah, man, he be going in. I, I, I think I stumbled across his stuff after checking out some of your stuff. So it was just rabbit holes on rabbit holes. And uh, how long you been in Tennessee? Uh, I've been in Tennessee probably like six months, seven months. Well, how's the vibe out there? How, how did how did the how many patriots we got out there? There's a lot out here. I'm gonna be honest. I I I've visited a lot of places, but so far out of every place I visited, this seems to be the most conservative. Like like hmm. as far as like you just walking out, seeing people, like people. Like most people that look at the the MAGA hat or something like that, they usually like it. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, I gotta ask Bryson since you're in Tennessee. Any chance you've uh, you've seen Morgan Wallen walking around? <laughs> nah, I have not. <laughs> I have not. I hope I will one of these days, but I have not as of yet. Man, if I could still grow hair, I'd have a mullet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a I'd have a fly ass mullet, like dude. I I have a mullet wig. That's why we're doing so many mullet characters. But uh, I need to give me a fresh one for my Gringo Bling character. I need like a fresh blonde. I love it, dude. You know what I'm saying? With the highlights. Like in that a Garth joint. Brooks color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this, man. Um, like I said earlier, I'm new to the conservative side. Like I, I caught a lot of people off guard. So they were just like, man, you was Mr. They Can't Deport Us All. And you was all about the immigrants and this and that. And I'm like, I still got love for immigrants. It's just you got to admit, we don't know what's going through that border. We don't know what, who's coming, how many, what they got, who they with, who they in contact with. Yep. So um, did you catch a lot of flack? Like, because uh, I read, you know, that you were once on the left. Yeah, so not really, not really ideology-wise, but uh, just a default setting in a black community is to be a Democrat. Mm. So um, I just didn't know where my actual ideas aligned because the Democrats and still to this day are much better at marketing than Republicans. Uh, or anything on the right period. So I used to be on the left. I, I used to identify with the left, claim identify with the left. Um, I was a I was a Bernie supporter for no reason. Didn't even know what he was talking about half the time. But he was yelling. It sounded cool. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I voted for Obama. Uh, but I actually voted for Obama because I listened to what him and Mitt Romney said. And Mitt Romney was so trash. Yeah. The worst. He's like had to be one of the worst GOP candidates of all time. Um and then I voted for Obama. But um, when Obama, I'm going to say really started me on the research a little bit. When Obama started pushing that LGBT stuff, mm -hmm. I was like, what? What is this? Yeah. What? This what we on now? Then, you know, Bernie, he was super on it. And then super pro-abortion, super this. And then I just started researching and started looking up um, Republicans. But Ted Cruz was the first one I looked up. And when I looked on his website, a lot of things was, was surrounded by God. I was talking about God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, okay, this is a little different. Then I watched the primaries and Trump just like, he was so entertaining. I felt like I was watching me on stage talk. Man. And like, it was no political jargon. It was straight to the point. It was like, I felt like he was like a lion. I was like, okay, mm. dang, whoever it is, like Trump is that thing. Then that's yeah. when I started supporting Trump. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, don't feel bad when you were out there riding for Bernie and didn't know why. I was on stage with Beto O'Rourke talking about I'm a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got three. I was like, I have nothing but daughters. I was like, I love my mom, love my sister. So shit, I guess I'm a feminist. What's up, Beto O'Rourke? 
And um, I'm looking for the picture I took with him just so I could kind of roast myself. Oh, because, please post that. You know, because he's so anti-Second Amendment. And they try to use that, the, the massacre in El Paso, you know, which was a tragedy. But they try to use that. The left loves, like, capitalizing on people's pain. And they, they take that El Paso massacre. They had George Lopez write a whole letter basically saying, y'all better vote for Trump because this crazy white boy with these guns, he was a Trumper. And it's racism, and he's divisive, and that's why we need to vote Democrat. All right? You know, y'all got that? Yeah. And um, you can't I, let a good crisis go to waste, you know? Yeah, that's very unfortunate. But um, They still do that. They still do that. They're doing it with COVID right now. If somebody die and it's COVID on the uh, death certificate, they're going to they gonna make a whole article. Like, this person was anti-vax and he died. <laughs> so oh, they yeah, still yeah, doing yeah. it. We're throwing a lot of topics out there. Since we're on the Second Amendment, Bryson, what... what how did you feel about guns, if, if any kind of way, before? And then when you got into politics, listening to Beto and people on the left talk about the Second Amendment? I've never been against guns. Uh, I Never. I was uh, in, in a much different way. But I, me and my me and my homie used to run the streets. And, and like we, 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 we used to find guns. We used to find guns and try to keep them, you know, just in case something popped off. But uh, I've never disliked guns. I've always thought that was crazy. I've always wanted guns. Now I have, like, almost 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I've never been against guns. But uh, uh, Beto, he was he was the, the reason I mentioned him in my Trump is your president song because his whole platform is anti two A. That's how yeah. he felt like he was going to win. Yeah, just from being against guns in Texas. Hmm. I'm yeah. so I'm so glad he didn't win. Yo, so I have to give you props on your music. Not not even starting off with just the lyrics and the bars and all that. The fact that you have the nuts to say all type of stuff that you know what I mean that. I, it, 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 it's, it's gangster. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Like some of it is like, yeah, if you just listen to what he's saying, it makes total sense. Um, I got to give you props on that because I feel that like, you know, hip hop in the beginning, it was all about being honest and expressing yourself and saying something. And somehow, some way, it totally went sideways, in my opinion, where I just tuned out. It, everybody's promoting uh, Big Pharma. Uh, what's his name? Got a song called Waikisha, uh, Moneybag Yo. He's promoting, you know, opiate, you know, the shit Houston invented, the drink, mm. the permits, you know, lane. Yeah, lane. the fucking the drink and all that shit. Purple and, stuff. And it's big pharma. So I just feel like hip hop took a total left turn, like super negative. And especially with the like the BET Awards, it was just like what Lil Nas X was doing, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was a bunch of twerking, and it's like okay, maybe I'm just old because I turned 42 in a couple weeks, and I'm like okay, maybe I'm just old. But like, you know, how did you feel when you started attacking certain subjects and writing in lyrics, like you know, Democrats committing treason <laughs> and stuff like uh, that? Um, I mean, the reason I even started making the music I make is because. Like before I went viral or anything, I was I was on social media, like going in, like telling my conservative values. Mm-hmm. Then the radio station and everybody like started saying, like, we're going to stop playing his music. So my mother called me one day, cursed me out. She snapped. And then like the one thing I remember her saying is you can't be a political pundit and a music artist. Mm. And then when she said that, I said, what? So I said, well, I'm about to make political music about my belief system then. Screw it. And that's what started. So my first song I ever made was Black Not Democrat. But so even a Black Not Democrat, I was speaking on controversial issues because I, I've always spoke on controversial issues. I've always been a controversial person. 
no matter where I lie politically. It may, it may not have been necessarily about politics, but it was always about social issues. I used, I used to get attacked by the LGBT. The LGBT used to say I was a fake Bernie supporter um, <laughs> because I used to argue with them all the time. And like, this is, I'm talking about like 2010, 2011, 2012. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, this is regular. Speaking on controversial issues, it's yeah. regular. And and I know that I don't really care what people say. So there's no apologizing or backtracking or nothing. That will never happen. Did you get to catch? This is a different. This is not a political question. That's, did you get to catch the uh, the verses that they just did? Uh, Dipset. Nah, was one. It was Dipset versus the Locks. I didn't see it, but afterwards I saw people saying Jadakiss uh, albums and songs yeah. went up in the charts. So, Man, so the Lock Snap. You're 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 way younger than me. Did you even get into them? Uh, I was definitely. I was more. Uh, I was more of a fan of Dipset growing up. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, Jadakiss was always the the lead in the locks. Mm-hmm. Um, Styles P was my, definitely my second favorite. She- it was Jada, Styles P, and it was uh, somebody else. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah, he was like six man. He was riding bench <laughs> <laughs> in a three man group. How you riding bench? <laughs> uh, and then Dipset, man, they had so much style, like from the fashion, Cameron. Like Cameron, Jr. Yeah. Ryder, Jr. Ryder was my boy back in the day, man. A whole squad, bro. You had a forty yeah. cal. He was crazy. Jewels, Jewels with the bandana. Come on now. Yeah, even Jim Jones had a successful uh, solo, facts, solo run. Facts. But yeah, Cameron's definitely a big influence of mine, just because, just you know, Chingo Bling was flamboyant. Yeah. Like I used to wear some bright ass boots and crazy shit, and I, I you know, we <laughs> we were trying to stunt. So somebody like Cameron. Oh, here's my Cameron story. They were in Houston doing like a um, album release thing. And it was like at this big old Dave and Buster's type thing. And they're all shooting pool. And um, the guy that organized it, he, he was talking to me. He's like, hey, man, thanks for stopping by, blah, blah, blah. And then Cameron comes out of this like back office and he's going to head towards the pool tables. And he's sitting there chit-chatting with somebody. And the whole time, he's just analyzing my boots, bro. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm not a mind reader, but I speculate. He's like, man, there's some fresh-ass boots. Uh, Pastor Troy complimented my boots, uh, Rob. <laughs> so it, it don't matter if we have a guest, Bryce, and I have to like stroke my ego for about 15 seconds. Nah, oh. you good. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta talk about, man, back in my day, shit, Cameron was sweating. He was sweating my boots. Bryson, how old are you for context? 30. Okay, he's not that much younger. Yeah, he is. Shit. 10 years? 10? 12, bro. Thir- I'm, yeah, about, yeah, I'm, that's I'm true. damn near 42. Uh, I'm, about to get on, <laughs> I'm about to get on testosterone replacement therapy like Joe Rogan <laughs> right after I get this vasectomy. Gotta do what you gotta do. Because I'm 42 <laughs> with a newborn. What the hell am I thinking? Uh-oh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. So, um, have you red-pilled a lot of people you feel with your music? Yeah. I, well, see, that's the stuff I can't see. So people DM me, DM me about it, but I'm like, thanks. But the, my favorite things is, like, there's videos on YouTube. Everybody that know me in the movement that have actually been around me. My favorite thing is, like, when people, like, red pill people in real life, but just naturally. Like, it's not no plan. Me and me and my girl at a, was at a restaurant. Well, this is before she was my girl. We was at a restaurant. I red pill one of the dudes while he was cleaning it up. Damn. We was in, we was in D.C. trying to get Damn. soul food. We tried to red pill a whole block. Like, like that, that, that's on you. Like, a lot of stuff is on YouTube, too. It was just natural. People turn on the camera. But uh, red pill a whole block. I was at a bowling alley. Because <clears throat> I'm always wearing patriotic stuff. Yeah. So it, it, people usually say something to me. for Like, especially when I used to wear the big hat. People used to naturally just say something to me. And then you say something to me, but we better have that. We better have that conversation. So, 
Man, that's it. Man, you you like for real Morpheus. Like you just <laughs> pop, dude is cleaning up the table and you just pop a red pill in his mouth. Just threw it like a frisbee. He hit it in a piece of bread. But boom, ching it. because they, they ask me questions. And I think the problem is a lot of these conservative pundits or these influencers, they try to be it's like, it's like they trying to be too trying to sound too political, too much political jargon. But nobody mm, want to hear that. Me, I talk sort of ghetto. So uh, <laughs> when I talk to them, it's, it's regular, it's simple. But that's how Trump talk. Yeah. Trump don't use too much political jargon. It's to the point. It's simple. Which is why he won the first time because it's easier for people. It's easier for people to understand. So when I talk to people, they feel like make it listen to me better because I'm talking simple. Unless it's like somebody, you know, that's already in the politics. They're going to be like, okay, he sound crazy. See, that's how I feel like Jingo Bling does it. That's exactly what Mighty Soul said too. Like you have a really good way of conveying that shit because you got your ear to the streets, you know, you, know you, you talk in a certain kind of way. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you, you keep it real. Mm-hmm. You don't yes, get too, too uh, you know, hoity-toity. <laughs> Yo. But uh, hey, speaking of controversy and political pundits, who in your opinion is doing it right on the right and who in your opinion is doing it not so right on the right? Uh, most doing it not right. Um, it depends on what the goal is. It depends on what the goal is. But who do I think? <clears throat> Putting you in a tough spot, right? man. Putting you in a tough spot. I'm trying to think. Like, there's people I like. There's people I like. Like, I like B. Tatum. I like Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. I like High Swins. I think High Swins are underrated as far as, as, far as red pilling people. I think they have red pilled more people mm-hmm. than any other conservative pundit. But <clears throat> the one person I thought, like, like outside of me, because I'm a Christian, obviously. So outside of that aspect, like RP King Face, bro. King oh. Face, every time me and King Face linked up and everything, like, it was just what it was. Because me and him, like, you know what I'm saying? Me and him taught that same language. You feel me? I feel mm-hmm. like me and King Face was red pillar people left and right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, you know, I wish he was a like a Christian, you know, but but he wasn't. But uh, outside of that part, bro, he was... He was somebody I was really, really doing right because he wasn't compromising. He was keeping it a hundred. Like yeah. I don't like people that compromise or specifically not say certain things so they don't get banned. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, shadow banning, man. You you have a song called uh, Shadow. Uh, what is it? Shadow ban? Uh, ban. I got a song Purge. I got a song uh, Censor Me. I got a few of them. Like yeah, that. but yeah. Okay, so man, what was your experience with uh, when you started noticing? Like, okay, what's up with this? Uh, the first time I got shadow banned was uh, Twitter. Cause, cause I, at one point in time, I was really mainly popping on Twitter. I wasn't popular on nothing else like that. Um, and then this this is when everybody started figuring out how to find out if you were shadow banned. I was like, I got to be shadow banned. I went from boom, boom, boom to boom, boom, boom out of nowhere. Yeah. And they had my name on their red for about everything. Like, like if it's like a red mark beside it, I mean, that's, how, that's what they stop you from doing. I was red every which way. Maybe because from the get-go, I was already talking about the LGBT. There, there are certain things you can talk about when it comes to, like, feminism and LGBT. Them two things you cannot talk about. You can still get away with talking about abortion. I can say abortion is murder all day long. Mm. But as far as them two topics, like feminism and LGBT, that that will get you messed up. I still can't even do ads on Twitter if I wow. wanted to. Damn. Yeah, but of course, I got banned on my main Instagram page. got banned, wiped out. 
Uh, my TikTok with almost wow. 400,000 followers banned, wiped out. Spotify banned my song, Safe Space. SoundCloud banned my song, Safe Space. YouTube banned my song, Hydroxychloroquine. Uh, Facebook, I'm currently suspended from Facebook. Facebook stopped me from doing ads for like five months. Hopefully they let me do them when I come back. Um, so I've been banned probably every which way you can literally think of. I saw you tweeted that the uh, social credit score is going to be here before we know it. It sounds like you already feeling the effects. Well, it's already here. It's just, it's, it's just not in your we face. We just don't view it as being enforced by the government, even though it is. Because all these social media companies are basically another another leg for uh, politics. If you want to, if you want to be honest, but we don't view it that way because we already have it. Which is why you have to. You already have to have certain beliefs to even be allowed to speak on these platforms you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so when you somebody like me who's not trying to compromise you're gonna get banned because your social credit score isn't high enough you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. we just don't view it that way because that jargon is not being used you know because because if you a if you a trans whatever words uh pansexual mm-hmm. woman black if you all that in one you are untouchable on the internet you yeah. can't be touched <laughs> yeah it's like uh like what like you said it's like the oppression olympics and the more mm-hmm. labels the more labels you can stick onto you it's like you you automatically get more authority and you could just more, more privileges more rights yeah yeah exactly yeah, 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 people people ain't looking at it like that but that's literally what it is <laughs> yeah no and you know what um i had my my 13 year old in the car and i was like playing probably uh the young me park uh on joe rogan episode because i want her to hear how blessed mm-hmm. she is to be an american and the lady was talking about something and she's like, huh, it sounded like what you just said. And it was kind of like, oh, and they say white people are the ones that are privileged. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm red pilling her. Slowly. <laughs> Bro, white people probably have the white people. A straight in, white uh, male. Can't say yeah, nothing. Straight, 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 <laughs> that's controversial to men, say. Straight man, period. But when you a straight white man, you talk about white in there too. Oh, you already hate it. I'm telling you, bro, when people really think about it, People do have free speech in this country. It just ain't us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I've watched somebody call Jesus gay on Twitter, wow. uh, say, say they wanted to kill Donald Trump, uh, say people that are unvaccinated shouldn't have rights, uh, say that conservatives should be beat up in the streets. I've heard politicians say that. Yeah. And there's no consequences. But as soon as you say something as simple as, Let's start with the let's start with the easy one. Say there are only two genders. That can literally potentially get you banned. That is like wow. that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. And like our scientific community has has gotten so woke, you know, yeah. and corrupt. It's turned into scientism. No longer just can we have a discussion because many scientists disagree. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you can't say that. I don't care if you're a doctor, you're censored. Bryson, how are you navigating the waters of, of being censored like that on social media and losing account after account after account? Oh, I don't. I just, you know, I'm, I'm just here to get me off everything. I don't really, bro. My thing is like this. And I remember when I was on the Cannon show, she was like, Bryson, you might want to calm down because, we, you know, we need your voice on social media, <clears throat> which is all fine and dandy. But I, I view everything like this. If you're not being persecuted, if you're not getting banned on things, then are you really saying anything meaningful? Because if you're just in, in 2021, if you're allowed to just roam free on social media, you have to be towing the line, even if you're even if your actual belief system is towing the line. But for a fact, you're not saying anything actually impactful or anything 
actually that that needed to be said because nothing is worth it if you're not having a tough conversations. And obviously, if somebody brings a tough conversation, then they will get banned. So <clears throat> I don't, I don't care. I, I will definitely for dishonor, in my opinion. They're going to have to get me up out of here in real life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how I view it. What Candace told you sounds like what I tell Chingo from time to time. Like, hey, maybe we should uh, you know, reanalyze what we're putting out there. And then, I, <laughs> and then I tell him what you just told us, which is, look here, Rob. <laughs> we got a country to save, bro. You're right. You're not. You're both you not know, wrong. Everybody talking about, yeah, man, uh, uh, you know, 2022, you know, 2024, we could try again. Look here, man. <laughs> if we don't get to the bottom of 3 November... Ain't gonna be no other election. Ain't gonna be no. And, and what's funny is Candace was saying it out of like pure her pure heart. Y'all know Candace like she is savage though, but she still was like, bro, like we need your voice Damn. out here. You can't you can't get banned off everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey man, hey, what where it falls, wherever it wherever it lands, I'm right there. Let's get it. Man, that's that's the warrior gene, man. <laughs> you, you, yes, sir. That sounds like Joey Diaz. Let the pieces fall where they may. You feel me? Yeah, man. You you remind me of my dad in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's my dad's where he got that Aztec warrior gene, and he don't give a damn. Just going out on a shield, basically. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? That that's um. Hey, man. The fact that Candace Owens is the one that's telling you, hey, bro. You know, you pushing it. We we can't lose you in in these internet streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so have you have you been to a Trump rally? I've been to so many Trump rallies. Man, I just did my first. It, it was, oh, I bet you it was lit. Man, it was like Burning Man. It was like all these, it was like, what is it, ACL? It was, yep. it was, South, it was that, that was my South by Southwest. It was your Lollapalooza? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I messed up in my, my original patriotic outfit. I couldn't wear it. And I had, I was stuck wearing like all black. So I looked like a provocateur. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they uh <clears throat> they be tripping. They actually had to ban. I made the big hats popular. They, they then they banned the big hats from actually Trump rallies. Why? Uh, uh I guess it's too big and it's a security risk or something. But because uh. uh, two thing the two things I made popular is the big Trump hat and the uh, <clears throat> the bucket hat. But they they didn't ban the bucket hat. That was it's just a all it is is a fisherman hat. But they definitely banned them big. Cause I don't know if y'all remember the big hats I used to wear. They were they were huge. The foam, the big foam ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So they had a bad them. They said it was too big and caused security risk and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I had fun. I was front row. Uh, I got to sit next to uh, Wendy Rogers from uh, Arizona, and a gentleman that was uh, overseeing the forensic audits out there. And you know, a lot of people don't even know what the hell I just said because yeah. it's like, what do you? What is that? Because ain't nobody covering it. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. It's like we're li- literally, uh, to quote Scott Adams, he says, uh, it's like it's two movies on the same screen. So you have one half of the country viewing the same situation. And they're just like, Rob, we need vaccine passports, bro. Yeah. Like, it's a good thing that they're spying on us. You know, it's like, no, we need more government. And then you got other people looking at the same stuff like, y'all don't see this shit show? Yeah. Like, how is this not a crisis? Look at all these crises on top of each other. <laughs> Bro, the, the funny thing is I remember and it wasn't that long ago it was literally like six months ago six months ago people were literally I remember them telling me leftists were telling me that I'm an idiot because I think they're gonna actually try to push vaccine passports they were calling it a conspiracy theory no jokes I remember when um it was some 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 airlines and uh some foreign airlines talking about it and people were like, this is a conspiracy theory. Nobody's actually going to do this. I remember them saying this. But you know what I'm saying? And now they're actually pushing it in New York. And it's actually being talked about other places. I, bro, it's, it's crazy. Wow. And you know what? 
these folks ain't even been in there a whole year. And it's already Ooh. like, man, it's y'all. Been six months. It's like, y'all really mashing the gas off this cliff. You heard about what they're doing with the military, right? Forcing them, right? Yep, forcing on the military, bro. If that's not a sign, if that's not crazy, bro, nothing is crazy. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, Rand Paul's like leading the charge. He's like, just say no. They can't. I saw that. You know, they can't force everybody to do anything. X, Y, Z, you name it. Like it's, it is we the people, right? Bro, I, I said that on Twitter the other day, bro. Literally, all you have to do is say no. But the problem is, the left they aren't gonna say no. They're gonna willingly say yes. And then you got half of <clears throat> people on this side, on the right. Uh, willing to say yes for weird reasons like well let's just do it to so we don't have to worry about arguing with them or mm. or or they have a few personal experiences my great grandmother died uh and they said it was from covid so i'm just gonna go ahead and do it and then you have the other half of us like no so half of us are saying no but it's, there's not enough of us saying no for, the, for it to actually matter and then we have people like Ben Shapiro, people like that actually saying, no, everybody does need to get the vaccine. And mm. I was like, yeah, sort of a law. It's, it's wow. sort of a law cause at that point. So me, I'm not getting it, period. You will never see me with a mask on. None of that. I'm not wearing a mask for no reason at all. Not even to make money. So Not, not even airport? Bro, I stopped going to airports. Uh, 20, January 1st. <clears throat> I have not touched a mask since January 1st. I think I've missed out on like $50,000. I don't even care. Wow, let me get some of that. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be, a, I'll be, a, I'll be a triple. I need some of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot you a kickback, a finder's fee. But uh, it's affecting. Um, I, I've been doing stand-up comedy past few years, and it's affecting that game because some of these clubs they fall into social pressure. Like the comedy store, they were considered for a while. They they had the reputation of they're the cool ones. You ain't gonna punk them. Like it's a bunch of misfits. And now they're like woke. So everybody got to have their papers yeah. to get up in there. It, comedians yeah, bro, and all. That's how I felt about uh, all these gangster rappers, bro. <clears throat> like, like, I grew up listening to Eminem, DMX, Kanye, my favorite artist of all time, Tupac. You know what I'm saying? These are people I grew up listening to, bro. There was no backing down. Matter of fact, you might, you probably trying to say the most controversial thing you can think of at the moment like screw y'all you know what i'm saying now you got everybody apologizing you know what i'm saying the only person that ain't apologized is somebody i never was a big fan of a little boosie you seen little boosie ig lives he didn't apologize for what bro he ain't about for nothing matter of fact he came in to defend the baby you know the situation that happened with the baby oh yeah 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 the boosie came in defend the baby and said man don't everybody don't want to see that gay stuff oh bro. yeah everybody, yeah, bro, he, had, he he did a whole live. He mm-hmm. got banned. He don't even care. He's still on the same energy, bro. I'm like, bro, but he from the he from the early 2000s. So he ain't even with this new wave stuff, bro. I know he confused. Like, what's going on? And um, so Boosie got banned. I didn't know he got banned. Yeah. He got banned from IG. Yeah. Really? Damn. Well, he's psh, man. He he's definitely in my top ten. I I might even. If he's not in my top five, he might be number six. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Pimp C is my number one. Who's he going head to head with? If he's not your number five, who's Who, number five Boosie? right now? Yeah. Well, it's kind of hard in my head to like organize, like sift around a list. But like, um, like Andre three thousand is up there for sure. Pimp C is number one. Um, and then I I got a lot of influence from, from people like Slick Rick, um, those type of people. Easy E. Mm. It was always like the bosses, people that had their own record label. 
Like that was a big thing is just seeing like the independent scene coming up. So what, since we're on the subject of that, man, what is the, um, I don't want to call it MAGA rap, but like, what is it in, in, in your ecos, in your ecosystem? What yeah. is that like? Like what kind of venues? What are the crowds like? So the crowds, they can be good. It depends. The problem is a lot of times. So I grew up doing shows and stuff like that. And I don't think people in this political world know how to do rap shows yet. Mm-hmm. Like, or shows, music shows, period. So the ones that get promoted, that let people know we there, you know what I'm saying? It'd be lit. I'm talking about lit. You know what I'm saying? It'd be lit. It'd be like, you feel like you're on top of the world. Then you have the shows where sometimes the promoters, bro, they don't do Facebook ads or nothing. They don't do no marketing. It's just mm. they bring people out here. And then we'll post about it every once in a while. But it's like, but it's like once we get there, people talk to us like, <clears throat> yo, we didn't know y'all was even here. So it'll be like a hundred people or so there, but it, it, it should be like five hundred. But it, nobody even know it. The people don't even know we're there because people are not marketing it. It's kind of mm. it depends. But sometimes they do be lit, bro. I'm talking about like lit, bro, like lit. Man, you may want to start organizing. Do you organize your own shows? No, but I have thought about like like when people try to book me for shows. I'm trying to get to the point where it's like, bro, let me handle like give me access to your page. Give me a budget for ads because y'all are not like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are not even like, because if you're trying to do it for the movement, then at least give it, give it that, that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had shows go, performances go viral, but it's when the crowd was good. It's when people did it right. You know what I'm saying? Man, not to get in your business, nothing like that. But like I used to deal with uh, promoters and all that in my rap days. And it was always a letdown. It was always a headache. It was always, like you said, they didn't know, they dropped the ball in some aspect. Either the flyer looked stupid, like they didn't really hit the streets, uh, so on. And once I shifted to stand-up, I was more in, in control of, um, of organizing it. But I can definitely picture you like, all right, look, this, it's the Bryson Gray tour. You know, this is the name of the list, whatever, blah, blah, blah tour. And these are the first set of cities we're hitting. These are the venues. This is the ticket links. And then really you would be the one doing the uh, marketing and promotion. And you'd get, you know, the door and all that. And that way you eliminate the headaches of like, bro, y'all don't know. Y'all don't see the vision. Y'all don't y'all marketing the wrong people. Y'all not. You had too many opening acts. You know what I mean? Bryson brings back America. I can see it. Mm -hmm. Bro, honestly, bro, there's like there's at least six or seven uh, conservative rappers or MAGA rappers, whatever the name is for us, six or seven of us with an actual following, bro. We can do a tour. Mm-hmm. And we want to come together and do the tour. But usually when you work with people, it's usually like egos involved and stuff like that. I'll get annoyed to the point where I don't need you. I just don't want to do it. Like, when so many yeah. egos involved and stuff like that, I don't know. So, like, mm-hmm. but to be fair, we haven't really sat down as a collective mm-hmm. and really tried to pit on a tour. But <clears throat> Usually when you work with multiple like artists, I yeah. know how that goes. No, I could definitely see that being a headache. Uh, I feel like in a perfect situation, like the way I do it is I just, I bring two opening acts. So I hire two comedians that I'm cool with. I know they're funny and there's no headaches, no egos. So it's almost as if you, you handpicked 
you know, two cats might be up and coming. You're the headliner. It's a Bryson Gray show. Other people can pop in as like a cameo, but that way you eliminate that headache. But anyway, uh, the the listeners they they listening in on now they like that inside on a meeting. But no, dude, like I just totally see the potential and um and I've been there. I've been in those situations where it's like, man, this shit ain't even worth it. <laughs> where it's like this person tripping and all of a sudden they want to you know they want to go last they want this percentage da, 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 da. yeah right and then, and then they, well, a lot of promoters bro i'm gonna tell you what they do first off they underpay you <clears throat> and secondly i i allow myself to get underpaid i think i'm I, because i think i'm doing something for the movement uh people people around me can't stand how much i get i let people underpay me but then then they expect you to do all the marketing. Like, they expect you to post it a hundred times, which yeah. is not, that's never good. One message to people on social media, do not over-promote. That will annoy people. People will unfollow you. Your 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 engagement rate will drop tremendously. Yeah. Never over-promote. That's not what social media is for. You can do it on, like, your stories or something like that. But on your main feed, Damn, bro, just unfollow me then. Damn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I'm not because I'll be seeing like uh, a lot of these speakers, like people that never get like speech engagements, they'll get a speech engagement and they'll they'll post something. They'll post the same like picture like a hundred times. And then like the, the next post they post, they think they're getting shadow banned because yeah, their engagement. engagement rate go down. But it's not it's not that you get shadow banned in this case. It's because people got to know it if you over promote them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> hey Bryson, talking about content, man. What's the what's this new content house you're at like, and what are you coming from? What kind of experience with uh, creating content? Uh, so basically, what it was is I was thinking about getting out of North Carolina anyway, and I wanted enough space. I had a view. It was it wasn't exactly going to be a content house at first. It was going to be a house with like rooms dedicated to different things. Within a few more influencers, was like, yo, like, can we pop in too? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know pop in you know what i'm saying let's, let's screw it you got to make some content so we have a, a little room dedicated to content and to be 100 percent honest i hope they listen to this i do not think one of them one of them beside me so they can hear me but uh i do not think we have taken advantage of the opportunity that has been granted bro there's no reason not to make content in this house bro we have cameras lights Two Wi-Fi's, bro. I bought two. We got a Wi-Fi downstairs and a Wi-Fi upstairs. You know what I'm saying? We got all types of laptops, space. Yeah. You know, what it looked like an so, Apple store up in there, bro. It is, bro. It's like so much stuff in here to to work with. And you know, sometimes people make content. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. I don't feel like it's enough. You you know what my issue is? Because I have the same problem. We have all kind of microphones and all kinds of stuff. Um, I feel like. Well, when it comes to my YouTube, like my podcast, Rob's Hanley, we're, run, we're running that, you know, smooth. But when it comes to like my YouTube videos and trying to monetize Facebook, watch and all that, I feel like I think I found somebody for this job. But basically like, all right, look, all right, Chingo, you got to do this video where it's like this is a trend. This is a challenge. Or you got to mention your top 10, you know, cringe moments and you're going to react to this and that. And then I can execute. But I feel like I get stuck in, at that phase where it's like, well, I, I have all the tools I need. I just can't think of what I'm. <laughs> bro, I, I'll, I'll tell you, bro, it's always something to do. Me, I'm either researching, like outside of researching, reading the Bible, I'm either making music, 
I'm live streaming on Twitch. I'm live on Instagram. I tweet naturally. It's like a natural thing for me to do is tweet. It's like the second nature of the tweet random things. And then, or, or I'm making, you know what I'm saying, shooting a music video, or I'm making a video for my second channel, or making a video for my third channel. It's just like, I'm always doing something, but it's like, it's not work to me because it's like just literally what I like to do. Yeah. But, um, but it's like, there's always something to do because I'm trying to push propaganda. Yes, I admit it. Period. I'm trying to push conservative right far right wing propaganda because i'm trying to push my belief systems on the rest of the world that's exactly what i'm trying to do yeah i like the honesty there bryson expand on that why why push this ideology versus the the alternative what is it that should make people want to open their eyes about this propaganda uh well the first thing we have to realize is somebody is going to be pushing propaganda if you like it or not uh currently the government is an arm for the for for for, for the left wing and they're pushing propaganda matter of fact they're mandating propaganda in schools and everything if people actually research what they're forcing teachers to do is quite crazy they're forcing them to push a certain propaganda mm-hmm. and as a person who wants to push the opposite propaganda looking at it because you know a lot of people like me we look at it like um well we we, we want to promote our values. We don't want to push it on people. You know, we don't want to push it on people. You know, that sounded cool mm-hmm. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. six years ago, five years ago. But now the op- the opposing view, the enemy, the, the enemy of your view is being pushed. So somebody has to be radical and push the propaganda for the opposing side. And I'm pushing Bryson Gray propaganda. So basically far right super religious uh you know super free thinking type stuff and that's why i don't mind disagreeing with people but it needs to be pushed because the opposing side is getting pushed so biblical values are being demonized you can literally get banned from posting bible verses on facebook on wow. tiktok no so way. yeah yeah I, i've been banned I, like a few of my tiktoks got banned for literally what? just reading bible verses yeah not in a lot it's against so, their terms of agreement right oh my god yeah <clears throat> so uh, so now on the platforms I do have, I will spend my time pushing biblical propaganda or the same way they have uh, pro-feminism propaganda, I'm going to push anti-feminism propaganda. Or the same way they have pro-LGBT propaganda, I'm going to push anti-LGBT propaganda. Because if they're if pro-LGBT, I'm anti. <clears throat> you know, so I'm not middle. I'm like, I'm yeah. the enemy to them. I feel like the, the issue is when those in power are able to label uh, something as like hate, hate speech. Oh, you anti this. Oh, that means you hate yeah. this. It's like, no, my, my, I agree with, um, with, you know, what you're saying in terms of like, for me, for me, I see the main propaganda that's being pushed by mainstream ideology is pretty much Marxist. All this, um, you know, woke stuff, you know, cultural revolution, like they, they trying to teach kids to hate America, uh, like all that critical race theory crap. I feel like that, all that is so dangerous and it leads to communism. Obviously, you got to get to socialism and you got to, you know, bend the Constitution and do a bunch of fuck shit, <laughs> tampering with stuff between then and there. But to me, it is a very dangerous road. And that's why, you know, we all do what we do and try to counter that and like I always say on here, we have to brainwash our kids with our propaganda yes, before the world does. So you have to instill in them, like, look, I know what I'm telling you. I'm not trying to sound preachy, but I'm your dad. You know, I'm 42, and I'm telling you, yes, the Bible. You know what I mean? And yes, don't fall for this okie doke. And I know that sounds cool because they talk about it's equity and equality. I was like, but let me explain to you where that thinking leads. And 
all that kind of stuff. You have to remember, how do we get to socialism? How do we get to communism? It's not just economics. I know a lot of people think that, but if you look at any time socialism and communism was uh, implemented in history, they took the culture first. So the problem is, you said it yourself, you said, hate America. Well, what would make somebody hate America? Is if they feel like they're oppressed or they feel like they're 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 done wrong, and if everybody is feeling like that except for a minority group of people, then you get easily it's, it's, it's a faster route to socialism, a faster route to communism. So what they what they have to do is change the morals first, change the culture first. Then that's how they can then easily bring it in. Like right now, we're on an easy track to <clears throat> communism. It's like such an easy track. If anybody thinks socialism won't come now, it's like I don't even know what to do. And attacking socialism all day is not going to win. Yeah. You have to try to take back the culture. Because if you don't take back the culture and install and install better values in people, install men to be hardworking men. <clears throat> because if a man not hardworking, they're lazy, and they still want the benefits. Then of course they're gonna like socialism. Why wouldn't they? They don't want to work hard. They don't know any skills. We, we're sending our kids to these indoctrination programs, aka public education, and then saving up money to send them to more indoctrination camps, which is universities, to not learn any skills. What they're, they're going there and learning what majoring majoring in business, marketing, things like that. No disrespect. Nine times out of ten, these are the most popular fields. It's not gonna get you anywhere. So we're sending our kids to these places. They're not learning skills. And now they're confused. They did everything they were told they were supposed to in life. Mm-hmm. And they're, they still don't. They're coming out of college. No job. No success. So now they think this system is stupid. So I want what I want is socialism and communism. So once again, it starts with the values. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I feel like a big part of, uh, of what you do is you're literally creating culture. You know what I'm saying? And like, if you look at it, if you look at the hip hop, you know, genre, it's almost as if so many people are just recycling and doing what's already being done that you could just literally see like, oh, this guy's a mix between Uzi Vert and this person. You know what I mean? And they're just, they're riding the wave of culture. I feel like you stepping out on a limb, talking about your true beliefs and ideology and everything, and you actively saying these are my beliefs and i feel like they're important for me to put them out there to counter uh you know this this uh we're driving off a cliff so like i'd argue that you're literally creating more culture than a lot of mainstream rappers because they're just doing the same shit the other guy just did and see that's why at least once a week i gotta mention andrew bright's quote andrew bright bart bright's quote politics is downstream of culture are you familiar with that bryson Yes, and it's, it's bro, it's one hundred percent fact. And, and like, like he just said, that's my point of creating the music, bro. Because they're pushing like, I don't know if you heard Cardi B. I don't cook, I don't clean. And now you hear dudes and rap songs saying, I don't want a girl to do this. I want to die. You know what I'm saying? I want a ratchet girl. No, no, most men don't really want that. No, no, I want a woman that knows how to cook, clean, be a homemaker, and nurture. Because that's so. That's what I'm gonna say in my music. Yeah. So or, or they say. Oh, you you need to sell drugs, get a gun. I'm like, no, you need to learn a skill. You need to be able to provide for your wife and provide for your family. You have to stop being a punk because all of this, all all of this nonsense about um, I'm a man. Let me just go ahead and mess with a million type of type of women. Then you gonna get STDs, obviously. So this is what I'm pushing in my songs. Yeah. They can push that, and I'm gonna push like no, like literally look at these people. Y'all are y'all y'all are praising. These people are worth nothing. Yeah, because like. When I was a kid listening to rap music, it's like it was never cool to be the junkie. 
Nobody was ever like, I'm a fiend, I'm a dope fiend, dope fiend, this and that. And now it literally went to, they, they, they're junkies. A lot of them, like, it's like the, the, the drink epidemic. Like, that shit started here. We lost a lot of people. And then I see it popping up, you know, Atlanta. And I'm like, okay. I'd go over there and I'd tell people, like, man, we had an epidemic. A lot of people died. Be careful. <laughs> and, and, and you're absolutely right, man. Like, between the Cardi B's and the Lil Nas X and the, you know, the pill popping and all this, it's like, whoa. It's just like, they let you say all that. They let, they, they'll let a black rapper say, like, I'm a... I'm going to shoot my ops. And every even, yeah. even even Latino rappers, like, they'll let you say, you know, hey, homie, catch you on my block, you know, bop, 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 whatever, yeah. whatever. And the and it's like, oh, that's that don't get banned off Spotify. So nope. the excuse they try to hit you with is like, well, you know, there's, you know, hate, and that's why you can't have that segment of freedom of speech because then it's hate and it's against right. our, our thing. But it's like, well, if that was the case, you would pull off 90% of the hip-hop. Well, the worst thing is SoundCloud, they actually sent me the list of things that you can't do. And one of them was promote violence. And I said, that's 95% of songs on SoundCloud. And you banned my, y'all wouldn't have a platform if you banned every song inciting or promoting violence. But they surely enough was, they were sure to tell me if I try to re-upload Safe Space, my entire account will get banned. Wow. Interesting stuff. Damn. They need to revisit that rule because it doesn't make sense. Like, no, it's hypocrisy at yeah, its finest. How much I'm a bush your head, you know, upside your head type songs and lyrics and catch you slipping and this and that. It's like, oh. Pull up on a, pull up on a ops on a block. Somebody getting shot. You know, that's yeah, cool, yeah. though. That's lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, okay, that, that'll ride. You can let that play. Hey, Bryson, outside of music, what kind of content are you trying to, to make in the content house? Uh, so me personally, the content I do is music. We shoot our own music videos. Well, we shoot my music videos. And also I have a, another YouTube channel called Bryson and a Bible where I go over like biblical stuff and biblical history and things like that. And I, then I have another channel where basically my whole life gets recorded. So I have another channel where I go over every time I spend money to try to track what I'm spending and show everybody how I'm tracking it. So if I have a terrible month of tracking my money, then I show people like, you know, because once because once you start getting like not even like hundred thousand dollars, not even that type of money. But you start getting like a couple thousand dollars, it's it's easier to spend it and harder to track it if you're just tracking it yourself. So I'm just trying to like, you know, show people that that side of the world. I'm an open book anyway. I don't I don't have any secrets. That's super helpful for the young for the young mm -hmm. people. Yeah, yeah, because they, they want you broke. You know what I mean? Dumb and yeah. broke. They want you uh politically illiterate. They want you financially illiterate, and then you always going to obey because a broke citizen is an obedient citizen. Yeah, Th that's what I used to say in the rap in the rap music, which was a, a broke artist is an obedient artist, meaning you're gonna have to cut corners and take whatever the label gives you, and you can't negotiate as well. Like for example, here in Houston, you know, coming up in the uh, like the era where I was coming up in the mixtapes, we would look up to people like Slim Thug and how he could just turn down record labels. You know what I mean? Jay Prince, Rap a Lot Records. Like this, yeah. man, this man has an island. An, he owns an island off uh, uh, like Belize or Honduras or something like that. He's got a thousand acres here in Texas, and and it's like okay, that, that's some boss ass shit. Yeah. yeah well, think so. about how think about how the labels own you. They they do it so smooth. First off, they give you an advance, right? 
And the advance could be anywhere between twenty to one hundred thousand dollars, maybe more, depending on how popular you are. They don't necessarily tell you uh, you have to give that back to them, but they will put in that contract that you're just going to happen to not read because you don't want to deal with you know fifteen twenty pages of reading. But in that contract, I'll tell you you have to pay that back. And then think about it. Then they're paying for your music videos. They're paying for your mixing. They're paying for your travel. They're paying for you to get to these shows. And what's funny is you think your song you have ten million streams. You know where's your money? That that's probably like sixty. That's like $60,000 right there. 60 million, uh, uh, 10 million streams on one platform. Where's your money at? I know you think, but no, they still haven't recouped the money they already spent on you. So you're spending the money you're getting from these shows. You know what I'm saying? You're getting what? $10,000 a show. And you're spending all of this money. You're, you're, you're getting housed because you, you're waiting on the check. Your song number one, you're waiting on that. You're waiting on that money, but you're never going to get it. Next thing you know, you're broke because you spent your show money. Show started slowing down. You forgot to build a platform for yourself and you rely on a radio. You rely on a record label. And then once your once your popularity starts slowing down, you spent all your show money. You're not getting money from your sales and streams. And now you're confused about what's going on. And then once you start slowing down, you're label going to stop caring about you so now you get no advance you get no marketing and then you're back at square one that's mm-hmm. how they make you a slave because then they can tell you to put on a dress you put on that dress <laughs> paint your fingernails you paint your fingernails make a song about this you'll make a song about that because you need that money because you got kids oh yeah <laughs> absolutely and i'm so old that back in my day the contracts were not 10 to 15 pages um you had to literally roll with the see like you were mentioning streaming back then it was like ringtones like hey yep, man ring, yep. what's your ringtone contract like it's like well it's different <laughs> than your mechanical you know the cds and the albums but but yeah man um that's really cool that you have a good understanding of the music business because so many people do not and down here in texas and houston specifically we always took pride in like making sure we had that the business side like everybody around town knew most like do not sign like really really hesitate like ownership first big time like like he said set up your own platform so back then it was like um what mixtapes and just having your own brand Mm -hmm. and and not necessarily relying on well the labels backing me up yeah that's what people do i'll tell you every artist do it like the you know, I have a, I have a friend who's popular, and I remember me asking him. I'm like, yo, yo, with the money you're getting from shows, you can, you know what I'm saying, build up your own platforms. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, he literally told me, he's like, the, the, the label's going to handle it. You know what I'm saying? But, but but now he's figured it out. He's building up his own platform now. But it's like, bro, these, people really, like, they sell you a dream, and, and you're literally buying that dream, bro. And you sell you like I'm not gonna say you sell your soul necessarily, but bro, they can control you. If you get if you become down bad, bro, and the label tell you to do something, you know you gonna do it, bro. Most people are gonna do it, bro. And the reason I know this because I've turned down like eight deals throughout my lifetime. I was popular in North Carolina for music. My my rap group was we popular, and then I got popular making EDM music. I had a few songs that went that went viral on Vine. And you know, I, I turned down so much stuff. I've turned down so much stuff, it's crazy. And everybody got mad at me. Bryson, why you turn this down? Why you turn this down? I like doing what I want to do. Hey, I gotta ask, I read something about you and Fortnite music. What's that about? So, when I was making the generate music, uh, when I first started playing Fortnite, I did make a Fortnite album, but don't listen to it, it's cursing on it, you know. It's all, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but I did have like one song on there about a popular streamer. That love key whistle that was that whistle the viral though. But I do I still play Fortnite. I play Fortnite 
I stream Fortnite on Twitch daily. Oh, dude, nice. If I can try to play daily, I still play daily as well. People always talk shit like that game's dead. Like that game's not dead. Ariana Grande just did a performance the other day in it. You know, they had that whole event or whatever. Over a million, over a million people watched it. Yeah. Well, so, so, hold on, you play Fortnite? Yeah, every day. Let's go. Are you crack? <laughs> Are you dude, crack? I'm trying to man. Crack dad over here cranking nine thirties in my uh, cranking nineties in my thirties. <laughs> same, same, bro. I'm a, mm, I, I'm a, I've been a champs league for a minute, but I was uh, I was doing traveling, so I haven't got to play any of the FNCSs or any really of the cash cups. I had a WK one cash cup because I only had like an hour and a half to play it. Damn, you're serious as fuck. Chingo's over here <laughs> like, man, I'm trying to get into it. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm for, I'm 42. Oh, you pulling it? Man, there's this one song. I should have wrote down the I should have wrote down the name of it, but you you switched the vibe and it went it went almost like dancehall Drake pop. You know which one I'm talking about? Uh is it is it bad guy? Okay, I think it is. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey man, you wrecked that one. Bro, you know what's funny? <clears throat> Before politics, that's the type of music I was popping for making. That's what's funny. Like, people used to pay me to get on songs just to sing, and I was a rapper. It used to irritate me. But um, <laughs> but uh, I heard that beat. I'm like, bro, I'm about to make a banger with this. What's funny is I'm singing, but the, the, the lyrics are actually quite aggressive. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's super catchy. And then what, I, what is it? The truth gonna hurt you so? Yeah. Oh. The nice melodies. That real talk gonna hurt you. So I was like, oh Damn. shit. I thought my playlist glitched and went over to like some Drake or something. <laughs> That's good shit. Yo, you you you're creating culture, you're pushing your ideology, you're doing it with uh, you know, with a that that's a pop sound. Yeah. That's like a hit. Yes, sir. That's like a hit record, basically. Thank you, thank you. But you but you hitting them with some real shit. Yeah. And you're standing true to what you believe. That's my jam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I feel like as a man, all you got <clears throat> all you got in this world is your word, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. if people can't trust your word, bro, what can they trust? You know what I'm saying? That's why like, like a lot of people that follow me listen to my music, the reason they like love it so much is because they say he just keep doubling down and don't really care. And I feel like man should be like that, period. I feel, like that, that, I feel like that's one of the main roles of a man is to keep your word, be trustworthy, be a leader, you know. But, you know, it's 2021, so it's a little different. That's some good game. Yeah, you're like the Governor uh, DeSantis of uh, MAGA rap. <laughs> sort of. <clears throat> Except one thing, Governor DeSantis, he did that thing with Ben and Jerry. Oh, what did he do? And, uh, <clears throat> what did you he know, do? I still like DeSantis overall, don't confuse it. But he did some, like, anti-free speech thing with uh, Ben and Jerry. Basically... He signed something to say you can't even criticize Israel. Mm. And I'm a, I'm a Christian. But, bro, like, free what? speech uh, or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, are you free speech or not? 
And but it's not just him. A lot of uh, I think the governor in Texas did the same thing. Matter of fact, the governor in Texas he uh, signed something condemning the the app Gab. If y'all look it up, like a lot of stuff gets swept under the rug. Abbott hated on Gab. Yeah, he actually signed something. Signed something to to condemn it. Like to publicly to publicly say like Gab is anti-Semitic or you know <laughs> some 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 crazy like that, bro. It's like you know there's so much shit every day. I don't know how that got swept under the rug. Oh, trust me. A lot of a lot of stuff, uh, right wing politicians do get swept under the rug. And you know, it's because once you like somebody, you don't want to criticize them. But me, I can like somebody and criticize them. Like I like Larry Elder, but I criticize him for flip flopping on if 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 Joe Biden won the election squarely, uh mm. freely and uh, freely and fairly. Uh because he, he just said in an interview that Biden did, but I remember him saying he didn't. So I'm like, you know, it's wow. not well, he's, he's got to play that game, right? If he's trying to actually get this recall going in his favor. Yeah, but if everybody played the game, then who can you trust? Yeah, and as we speak, Mike Lindell's uh, cyber symposium where he has he invited all the hackers and mm-hmm. stuff, and he's given up $5 million if you could prove his evidence wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's on right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But they what? Don't. Yeah, it's on right now. Yep. That's why I'm getting all these messages. Yo. That's how we're all like, uh, Boat is a Lion, season one is on right now. Um, <laughs> So, Hold so on, what is it again? Okay, so 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 I've been following this. So, um, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, he basically got a hold of these things called the packet captures. Um, I guess some cyber people, like some whistleblowers, were like, "Hey, here's the entire election, all in this non-editable." recording it's called a packet capture so he basically feels that we were attacked by the ccp mm-hmm. and that you know them you know shit was crooked and basically he's having this event where he invited cnn like fox he invited everybody he said all governors congressmen bring your cyber guy um and you could i, I can send y'all the link but basically Please. they're live streaming it uh, it's not open to the public, and he's even going to do a mock election where he's going to l- tell everyone, okay, look, there's, there's a kiosk for each state, and you're going to be able to see how the votes were going and then how they switched them overnight type thing or how all the different ways, you know, and, uh, and then he has $5 million. Like when he did an interview with CNN, and they tried to um, do a hit piece on him and be like, but, but Mike, we're worried about you, man. Like, what if they're, you're a victim of a, it's a hoax and they're just trying to trick you? He's like, oh, you worried about old Mike? He's like, oh, you worried about old Mike, huh? <laughs> he said, well, come get the five million then. I got five million on it, Rob. Bro, that is lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we'll stay on this, but I just got breaking news that Governor Cuomo resigned. Okay. Yep. Yep. I read that. He, he resigned. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, so the, true. The left turned on him. Well, yo, we're not going to take up more of your time. Uh, Boat is a lion. Everybody go just stream all of Bryson's catalog. Uh, support him. Do. Support him on Twitch. And if he comes to your city, make sure you get a ticket, VIP preferably. And uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, keep, keep creating culture and, and impacting. Yeah, man. Stay in touch. We hope to do this again. Of course, bro. Thank y'all. Keep grinding. Also, add me on Fortnite, y'all, too. Yeah, what's your what's your gamer tag? Uh, it's CCG Space Bryson Gray. So it's just my name. So it's just CCG Space Bryson Gray. All right, brother, for sure. Yes, All right, so ch- follow him online, get his tour dates and uh, and everything. I know you're coming to Phoenix real soon, so y'all be yes, on sir. the lookout. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for having me on. See you, right, man. Peace.